Balanced Minder, self-care, it's up to you. In this series, we chat about the simple art of connection and its key to community wellness. Join Leanne Simpson for Balanced Minder. Our guest today is Peter Jefferson from Beyond the Classroom. And we're talking about that connection between teacher and parent. And one of the ways is by an email. So have you considered your connection when you email someone? Let's have a chat. So today I am so grateful that I've made a connection with you because one of the things that comes about with this new way of um, getting around in the world is emails. And I have to say that often for a long time there, I would get up and look at my emails and not even want to look at them with dread. And I have actually got to the stage now that I have an expectation that if people want to email me, that we have a certain way of doing it. And I think that those type of things come about by leading the way. So people always think that leaders are someone that is of authority up a ladder, but fundamentally Mm. we can all be leaders, can't we? You lead your family. Yeah. So let's talk about connection in that, that feel between parents and teachers. We know it has been a little bit, talk about that connection and how important it is for parents and teachers it's absolutely the key um, to getting your child to be at the best possible learning that they could have someone put it together like this they said it's like a cake if everyone's working together you've got the cake and then you've got the icing on top which is everyone it's all beautiful so you've got the parents and then you've got the teachers and if everybody is connected and has put the time and energy into each other then we're going to get a beautiful cake or a beautiful student or you know we're going to get good results for them so it is it's absolutely vital that we put time and energy into this part not only as a teacher but also as a parent to be able to work together to get really good results for our kids and to have a nice nice time isn't it lovely to be able to walk into our teacher's classroom and just feel a nice that oh they're in a really good environment they've got a caring teacher that's there for them in this space where I cannot be so yeah it's super important that we have those connections so what we're going to do is we're going to start with from the perspective of the parent going back to the teacher and in an email because that's usually where it starts like the the teacher will send out emails generally to everyone but the first conversation when there's an issue usually is either the teacher's brought something up and you've got to send back that first email or Mm. something's come up in the learning and you want to connect with the teacher how many kids in a primary school would the teacher have in a classroom yeah well you know it's up to 28 to 30 kids in a classroom so there's quite a lot there for them if you put on top of that the high school teachers if you have your music teacher you have your arts teacher, your librarian, all of those. So how many emails are these people getting that not only are from parents but also from their workspace, their work colleagues? Oh, to me, I want people when they see there's an email from me, I want them to smile and go, oh, I'm going to choose that person to open that one up for the day to start off with. And that's what I'm hoping mm. that parents will take on really, really well. But let's have a look at mm. some of the things that you might consider before you put it down. So we've got a template at the end, but things that you think is really important for parents to consider when they're making this connection with their teacher in a positive way. 
Absolutely. So emails is the way of everything today, Leanne. Like that's the way schools run today and probably less of the phone calls and the face-to-face. We're sort of very much easier to use because you can do it in your own time when you can think you don't have to make that special appointment or go up and see them. So it is when I sat down to think about communicating with parents and teachers, we we really need to have a, a bit of a think about our emails and how they come across. And so I put a, a few things together just at the beginning of the email, just to have in your thinking before you start. And I know it's pretty tough if you've had a conversation with a teacher about your child that might be not so positive. And of course, as mothers, we become quite or parents will become quite anxious when our kids might not be performing as well as we'd like in both social, emotional and academic. So I put down, identify both yourself and your teacher clearly, include yourself and the class member. So just remembering that if you're in a bigger school or it's whatever the teacher is, if they're a music teacher, you might want to have a conversation with or the classroom teacher that you make sure that it's very clear who who the information is going to go to. So the name and everything else that goes with it. And then clearly and briefly explain your concerns. So try to avoid emotional language. So think about when you when you do do this and I'm sure many people do where they you know look at it and then they probably have to have a bit of a debrief because some things can be challenging especially if you read something and you might read it when you're not even in a particularly good mood you've read the email and you've taken it a bit the wrong way so you could very quickly write back um, quite sharply in your email um, what you're needing so be very conscious of how you are emotionally when you do do the email so that you can come from a a compassionate place because we do want the best for our children so we want to not be going oh gosh I probably shouldn't have been as sharp in that email or you know so they everyone can sort of pick up the undertone in the email of how it's put together so do it when you are in your best state to be compassionate and to be able to get a good outcome. So be clear about your preferred outcome and what you're asking for. So probably good to, if you have that space and you might write it out a few times of what you're actually wanting from from that teacher so that you're, you're clear with that. Include the times and times that you would be available to speak. So it just cuts down a lot of that toing and froing with emails with your teacher, you know, what time I'm available and then they can sort of try and meet you at a time that we, that is, is going to work. And then any additional stuff that you might need. So you might need some more information from different specialists to take to the meeting or what do you need from the teacher as well. You might just want to um, indicate that you might be seeking more information about how they're going in mass so that the teacher can be prepared to give you the best response for the meeting. And recognise that your child's teacher has many demands. And this is something that I grappled with when I started with email, that you almost felt like you had to respond straight back because you didn't want to look like you weren't on top of the game. Obviously, we'd be very conscious that you're not going to get that immediate response because we know that they're they're fully busy in that that period of the day and then you expect two or three days before you might get a response back and what 48 hours is usually what um, lots of schools put down as a response time so they're all the things so if it's really urgent and you need to get something across it might be worthwhile actually phoning the school and asking for 
a meeting or a catch-up time so that you can have that without having to do the email because you might have to wait that little bit of extra time to have that meeting. But people keep on thinking it's like a one-on-one conversation. So if there is something urgent... Every school I've ever had contact, the lady that answers the phone in the reception area is the most useful, helpful person and they will help you find out. So if you ring up something that you're really, really worried about and really think about that, really worried about, they'll help you work it out. So if you keep in mind that a email is of a communication that can take up to 48 hours to come through and that's okay to wait patiently and then only use the urgent thing when something needs to be dealt with straight away and there is there is time so if your child has maybe got measles for instance that is something that needs to be dealt with straight away with a phone call because emails are like snail mail to me I keep saying to people stop thinking that emails are like a conversation think that emails are like a letter in the mail and when they get there they get there. So if there's something urgent. So what is that? Is that an okay explanation? You think the difference between yeah, mentoring? So and even today, like there's so many apps for people to fill in. So it's almost like we're, we're the connection. We talk about connection, but we're starting to disconnect and not having that conversation. Um, so, you know, you can have an app that tells people when you're sick and put down your reason why you're sick. So you don't even have to actually contact the office for that because it will go through that form. So, yeah, it, it, if it is urgent, it's good to have that conversation with the people in charge that needs, to, needs that information. Absolutely. Peter's been so generous with the time. She's actually provided us with a little template. So the first thing is the subject line. Both of us were at a quandary that... What would you write in the subject line? So I go with the premise that I want the person that sees an email, they mightn't recognise my email address, well, after a while they will, but they're going to be happy and content because they feel it's non-confrontational. So we thought it might be a factual and kind plus the name of your child and the, and the class, but maybe someone out there has got a, a, a nicer way they write this subject line because I really hate a subject line that says great news or I'm upset. And you absolutely want to keep it as professional and you want a good response from people, don't you? Like it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a teacher or a, any kind of person in a position that, you know, your doctor, you want them to to acknowledge it with not that, oh, what, what do they want or, you know, it's very scattery and doesn't give you much information, but you want to keep it very concise. So that's why I say keep it factual and then obviously the bigger the school or even the class, it's, you know, sometimes the email doesn't represent who the person that's actually you're wanting. It might be uh, coolkids at gmail.com and so we don't know what family that would be um, as an email. So keeping that name there in the class if you need it is some of the stuff that you could put in your subject line just to keep it nice and straight to the point. So then we've got dear teacher's name so it's really lovely to know the teacher's name and use someone there's nothing more and happier than life if people can call you by your name other than hi there. So your name so they know your child's name and remembering, you know, that often there's different surnames involved. So please use that as well so that people can do at what class. And then it's what you're writing in regards to and what you'd like to discuss and what outcome. And I really loved how you wrote that, what outcome you're seeking. Because is the outcome just that you wanted to vent? But it makes us realise, why are we sending this email? Was it just to vent? Or have we got a desired outcome? Oh, I'd like an extra reading book sent home oh, I don't understand about this, whatever. Is that what you mean when you're saying, like, why it's important to have an outcome? 
bit of clarity for what the meeting's about so that you can get the best out of them. If it's a sit-down meeting, then you know that you're all working towards something. You know, if it's looking at maths and you're concerned about the teacher might have given you a report card and you're like, oh, he's getting or she's getting this result and I'm really concerned about what the outcome would be, what can I do to help my child? Or So that then, then they can give you some things that you can walk away with. So, yeah, so a good an outcome really does help us to um, get clear. If there's no outcome, that's fine, but it helps you to really um, work out what you're really wanting from this situation too. Yeah, that's what I loved about that one tiny little phrase, the outcome I'm seeking is, and I thought, oh, that's right on point because then you go, oh, maybe I don't need to send this email, <laughs> you know, like because I have no outcome, I'm just benching. When you're available, between what time? And I really love that how you finish off the letter. I remember when I was at school and was doing typing class, that was bef- I remember the lect. This is how old I am. The electric typewriter was only about three of them in the class and the rest of them were the old one. And we used to have to learn how to, to finish a letter and you always finish with some type of way of saying something nice, summing up what something to say and kind regards or yours sincerely or yours faithfully. And it was a way of respect and all that. So, yeah, so this one, I love the, what you've written here. I appreciate that you have many demands on your time and I'd like to resolve this matter as soon as possible. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Kind regards. That's just a beautiful way of ending a letter and I'm sure that lots of people could go back to that time where people took a considered ending to a conversation and it's virtually you're bowing out with dignity to wait for them to then enter back in with dignity. So I really, really think that it's absolutely lovely, that little template, and I feel so grateful that you're able to share us with us, Peter. Thank you. It's no problem at all. Now, people are thinking, how do I get a hold of this template? Well, they can go into Calm My Tribe and I'll put it up in one of the units there and so that Peter and I can wrap up this little 15 minutes of chatting to um, yeah. remind ourselves how important it is. We're meeting in person. Let's quickly go. Um, I'm the mum. You're the teacher. Okay. And I've come ahead and I'm going to follow your things to consider list here, Peter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Peter, for your time. I'd like to. I, oh, cool! I'd like to work together to help sort out the fact that poor Sam is struggling with long division, and I myself struggle with long division. And it would be really good if you could explain maybe to both of us how to do long resist thing. Here are some of the homework that he's come home with, and we haven't been able to do. So is that, is that possible that you could work with us on this? So uh, thank you for coming in and thank you for your email and what you want to get out of this meeting. I just got a few little examples of how to do long division. This, this little example, and I can explain that to you. I'll just explain you right now. <laughs> <laughs> explain to us later. <laughs> another 10 minutes on. <laughs> another subject that we could do because there's lots of parents that have things that they want to know a little bit more about. So just explain it to you. Um, uh, we can go through one right now if you like. Would you like to just quickly sit down and we can go through that with you? So I'm, I'm showing you the long division through showing Sam. And here's some strategies. Here's some online games that you might like to play at home um, so he can get that practice and feel more confident around it. Is that enough for you? Have I helped you? Do you need any more help with anything else? 
No, and I thank you very much, Peter. It was really, really wonderful to be able to work out long division. We can, Sam and I will play some of those games together. And I think like as a parent, actually was kind of scary telling you that I didn't know how to do long division, but I'm so glad that I did because you've helped me out and I feel really great. Boy, connection is the key to us being happy, isn't it? Yeah, and absolutely, Leanne, just to finish off with that is it's always lovely to get that opportunity to get to know you a bit more. So obviously at the beginning I might want to know a little bit more about your family because we don't always get a chance to do it as teachers to have that one-on-one connection where we can get to know where you're from and where you're coming from with your child. So it's a great opportunity, that one-on-one, to, to really understand your situation and I think at any point if you can have a meeting with a teacher just to even do that for yourself because you're sort of filling each other's knowledge and if you'll find something good about the teacher that you like or Sam said something that he loves about school even letting that teacher know that he's enjoying it which a lot of parents a lot of parents do in their meetings I think that really does help to build a really good um, lovely relationship between parent and the teacher. A big thank you to our guest today Peter Jefferson you'd like to find more information about Beyond the Classroom Australia, please check out Balance Minders blog. There'll be links there. There'll also be a link to that template if you're interested in it, because I think it's a great way to start that conversation. It's a new normal, so let's make that new normal the beauty of connection and emailing. Until next time, keep very, very well. If in doubt, smile at someone and it'll make their day. Bye for now. This has been Leanne Simpson for Balance Minder. Join us next time where we talk about the simple art of connection and its key to community wellness.